At Urban Farm Podcast, we are all about education, and April is Foliar Feeding Month. Have you heard of it? It is a super simple application of spraying liquid organic fertilizer on your trees and garden plants. The leaves, branches, and trunks are incredible at absorbing nutrients. And if your soil isn't great or your pH is off, foliar feeding is a quick and long-lasting fix to get your plants the nutrients they need. Want to learn more? Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 624th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. Today on our podcast, we have someone who is encouraging children to eat more colorful foods. We're talking with Sharon Pesner about eating the rainbow. Sharon is the creator of the Eating the Rainbow School Nutrition Program, a parent-led, community-supported, principal and PTA-endorsed school-wide program that ran successfully at the Chestnut Hills Elementary School in Dix Hills, New York, until the school closed. Eating the Rainbow was an inspired idea that with the help of three other moms and numerous volunteers evolved into an epic program reaching far into the community and school district and impacting hundreds of kids and their families. Sharon is the mother of two almost adults and knows that mom's dedication to health of her kids can move mountains when it needs to. Welcome to the show today, Sharon. Are you ready to rock? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today? So health and nutrition was something that's always been very important to me. Mm -hmm. My philosophy is more um, preventing, you know, disease than... Amen to that. You know, yeah. So, you know, uh, on my path, uh, you know, what I eat has always been important to me. So when I had children, uh, that was a, a... became like so much more important, like, oh, I have to feed my kids so healthy. And but what I was frustrated with was that they would go to school or go to other people's houses. And everybody was always giving them like fast food or sugar or, you know, candy. And, you know, it just wasn't cool, you know, to to eat healthy. And it just kind of drove me crazy. So I don't know. It's like, you know, I guess as moms, we have these ideas, like I'm in the kitchen and, and I was getting my kids ready for, they had this, this event at the school for recycling. And my kids were so excited. I have to bring something in. I have to recycle it. And I remember saying to myself, why can't my kids be that excited about eating their fruits and vegetables? Like, why can't, why can't there be a program at school where kids are really excited about that? Oh, right. So, yeah. So I just kind of started talking about it with a friend of mine and I was, and um, we kind of were brainstorming and she goes, well, you know, why don't don't you associate it with the rainbow where like every day you focus on a different color, like each day of the week, you focus on a different color. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's That's so awesome. Great idea. Yeah, it, it was, it gets better. Let me tell you, it was awesome. So I was pretty new. I didn't really have a lot of friends in the community. I kind of was new to the PTA, but I was a teacher at this point. And then actually there's, there's a little, a little bit of a backstory about how me volunteering on a farm. So I was volunteering on a farm at this time too. So it's kind of like the, the, the two worlds kind of came together. Uh-huh. My son was still in nursery school and my daughter was in first grade at the time. 
and he didn't really like vegetables. And I brought him to the farm and he was running around on the farm. It was June and he was picking the beans and the peas, the snap peas off the plants. Uh-huh. And he was popping in his mouth like candy. Mm, this is so good. I love wow. it. It's so And I was like almost crying. I was like, wow, every kid has to have this experience, this connection between you picking your own food. And it just was, so it was kind of like a, like a series of things were happening all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then the wheels in my brain started to go. And I just kind of like all of these ideas kind of were happening at the same time. So I went to a PTA meeting and um, I just kind of raised my hand meekly. I'm like shy. I don't really know people. And I said, I have an idea. Like, what if you have an idea for a program? And they were like, you know, you have to write a proposal and then you present it and then we have to approve it. I was like, okay. So I, I wrote it out and, you know, my friend, I included the idea, but each day of the week we focus on a different color. And I stood up and I read my proposal at the next PTA meeting. And as I'm reading the, the proposal, I'm kind of like peeking out of my eye and I'm looking at the moms and I don't really know these people. So I'm like, oh my God, you know, who knows what they think of me? And I see moms nodding their heads, you know, like, yeah. And and then I knew, I knew I was onto something, you know, that like other people obviously feel as frustrated as I do. Mm -hmm. So the program was approved. I got a budget and they're like, okay, now you need... You need um, <laughs> curriculum. You need a committee. You need oh. a committee curriculum. They were. You need a committee. I'm like to me. I thought I was going to be like here. You guys do it. Like I didn't know that I <laughs> was now the committee chairperson. Like I don't know anyone. You know, didn't matter. These three women came running over to me after the meeting. We want to help. And it wasn't just any three moms. These three women were like all on. They were all like one was the vice president they they were all on the board of oh. our PTA so they all like knew like they all knew what they were doing uh-huh. so it was like it was awesome and that really was the birth of something so much bigger than i ever knew just being the the whole experience in and of itself for me mm-hmm. was like was an out of body experience because you know all of a sudden i'm a leader you know in the community you know now they're like here, you're the committee chairperson. And they came to me, you know, just kind of like expecting me to be the leader. But I kind of shifted it to up to being like, well, we're going to create the program together, as opposed to it's my idea, it's what I want, and Mm -hmm. you have to do it my way. That wasn't my thinking at all. My thinking was, you know what, this is an idea, but I feel like it could be something bigger. I, I don't, I don't have a full idea yet. So let's create it together. So the four of us and the principal, we really created it together. And it was one of those things where like all the planets were aligning. It just was like, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was, I used to be a high school teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I used to teach earth science, ninth grade earth science. I did that for 10 years. Well, that's and then, of, this is kind of in the same arena as, the, as yeah, science, yeah. right? <laughs> wow. It, it is. It is. Like it's. Right now in my life, everything that I'm doing, and eventually we'll get to what I'm doing now, is a culmination of, of all of the things that I did. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's pretty wild. So me being a teacher, 
Like I know how to make a curriculum, how to create lesson plans, you know, what, how to really, you know, how to make like, you know, you know, projects at home for the kids to do. And my mind think in teacher, in teacher ways. So my mind was, how can this program get so infiltrated into the kids, into the school and into their families? I didn't want it to just be colors. So it just kept growing. So I, like, I feel like I'm so excited. I almost don't know where to start. So there was a time before all of this started that you were, you, you had shared with me early before we started recording that you were into yoga and there was something that just wasn't quite working. So tell me about that shift from having something not quite working in your life to this. Yeah. Okay. So I took some yoga teacher trainings and I was trying to be a yoga teacher and it it just wasn't, it wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, there wasn't, there wasn't really work at, at a yoga studio, you know, that I was looking for. I tried to teach it out of my home and I feel like there isn't really another way of explaining it. It just wasn't going anywhere. I felt like I was the salmon going upstream. Mm -hmm. felt like I was like, you know, pushing this rock and, and it, it wasn't happening for me. So I feel like maybe that's why I was more grateful when this happened. I really noticed that everybody was really on board for it because, you know, the, the women came over to me, they were really excited about it. The principal was excited mm -hmm. about it. You know, other moms in the PTA were excited about it. And I felt like the momentum really took off really quickly. So I could tell that this was going to be something big. Yeah. That's when we know that we're doing the right thing, right? Yes. 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 Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I can't right. say yes I, I, What else can we say? <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. And, and if you've experienced, then you know. <laughs> it, exactly, exactly. So the program is a different color of food every day. Tell us a little bit more about the program. Yeah, okay. So so how my mind thinks is, and I feel like, and this is how I taught also. I kind of feel like, well, well, how do I learn? I learn, I learn by doing. And I learn by, you know, and I'm, I'm influenced by what's around me. I remember when I was growing up, I'd watch like Bugs Bunny and he's eating a carrot. I want a carrot. Mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. know, Popeye's mm -hmm. eating spinach. I want spinach. You know, so uh. I kind of was like, I feel like, you know, if you're surrounded by something and you're looking at it and then you're hungry, that's what you're going to want to eat. So the, the program was only one week. But to me, I'm all about like, how can we bombard it in all of their lives? So we're like, let's start off with a couple of weeks before we'll have the kids create posters for the program. We'll give them a like, uh, like, you know, eat a rainbow every day. That was our slogan. So, we're, so we had the kids be like, OK, you guys, you create posters, eat a, ro a rainbow every day and we'll decorate the school with it. So now they're already starting oh. to think about fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And to me, my thinking is if this is what you're thinking and you're drawing and you're putting on paper when you're hungry, mom, hungry, do you have an apple? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what you're drawing about. This is what you're thinking. Now, this is what you want to eat. So that's kind of like was, you know, starting off that. Then um, we were like, okay, how can we make it as fun as possible for the kids? How can we really get the whole entire school involved? So the program was that, so Monday was red day, Tuesday was orange, Wednesday was yellow and white, Thursday was green, and Friday was blue and purple. And what we did was the kids would wear that color to school. 
and all the teachers would yeah and then the kids would come to school would they they had a snack time every day so they would they were encouraged to bring something red a fruit or vegetable that was red for their snack and then the teachers had a graph in their classroom so we made these huge giant size graphs that were um, laminated and we gave them like markers Uh uh, erasable markers so when the kids, so the kids, you know, they would say, who has their red fruits and vegetables today? They'd raise their hand. If a kid had another color, like there was, no, to me, I was always, it was very important. No judgment, no comments, no nothing. Whatever you're doing is great. Whatever you can do is great. It was just all about being positive the whole entire time. So the, you know, so the the, the kids would raise their hands and then the, the teachers would show on the graph how many kids in the class you know would have that color for the day and because and then we had them bring it for lunch too so in the cafeteria there were moms who were walking around and we took pictures of the kids this this is like an older this is a while ago so we would like develop pictures we Uh would put the pictures on the wall always ask the kids permission if it was okay to take their picture and it was just really cute having these cute pictures of kids holding their fruits and vegetables, you know, taking their pictures. And then the kids the next day would be like, oh, look, there's my picture. They'd be so excited about it. But because we wanted all the kids involved, not all the kids in the community, you know, bring lunch every day. Not all kids can afford the fruits and vegetables. So then we went to the district of the woman who was in charge of food for the district. And we were able to purchase fruits and vegetables to be in the cafeteria it was so important for us that every child felt that they belonged that they could participate that nobody was excluded at all it was a program for everyone so we got her involved in doing that as well and actually she wrote an article about our program in her trade magazine so I have that that's on my website (laughs) so and then we would like you know we had books I would I bought books and all of all of the money that we got was all supported by the PTA or some things I just did on my like all the books I bought on mm-hmm. my own the first year that we did it but to have them in the library. So and then also what we did was we had an assembly. So we found, you know, I would now start Googling and looking for through arts and education in the PTA. We had an assembly. So now we're getting that aspect involved and the kids were learning about fruits and vegetables from a school assembly so they're reading books in the library they're doing the assembly even in gym I was like hey can we get you guys fruits and vegetables can you play some kind of game where they're like just kind of like doing something with the fruits and vegetables sure and because the principal was on board he was encouraging all of the teachers to be involved too and you know in the beginning there definitely were naysayers good luck we've tried it in the past whatever a that fuels my fire and makes me want <laughs> right? to succeed even a more. A true entrepreneur, of course. You can't do this. Like, well, I'm yeah, gonna do it. You keep telling me I can't do it. Right. <laughs> and then it was like I said, it just the universe was prepared. You know, for you know, we sent like a whole scrapbook to Michelle Obama. We were wanted her like to be involved. We got a letter from her, like you know, um, with her support for our program. And we, we painted a mural in the, in the cafeteria and I painted, like I hand painted on like artistic. So I hand painted like fruits and vegetables mm-hmm. on the windows. Like the first day, the whole decorating of the school was really, was really important to us to just have the whole entire school yeah. surrounded with fruits and vegetables. We made t-shirts up, 
eat a rainbow every day with like fruits and vegetables on it. So all the moms that volunteered in the PTA and I made the t-shirts. It was like, I did it. Like I went to Staples and I got the iron on and I got, I'm like, everybody just give me a a white t-shirt that you have and I'll iron it, you know? And I mean, it's, I'm sure that there's stuff that I'm forgetting, but it was just like in the office, all the secretaries in the office, they were participating. They had their own graph where they would all like graph. Oh yeah. And then they, I made a packet and they brought it home with them. So the kids had a graph that they brought home and now the family is getting involved. So, and we had enough graphs on it so that every member of the family could have a graph and everybody could graph their intake of fruits and vegetables for the day so that you weren't, because we wanted you to eat a rainbow every day, not just the color. So yeah. we focused on the color. And then the pa- and then on top of it, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I don't be um, sorry. It's, this it's is awesome. So much. <laughs> we also we sent home every day we sent home information. So we would be like fun fact information. So like on red day, we would have a red piece of paper with all these fun facts about what are what are all the red fruits and vegetables that we would eat. And then we would have what are nutrition facts about them. I love to read about all the nutrition right. of all the fruits and vegetables that I'm eating. It just, then I think about that while I'm eating that. I'm like, oh my God, this is so healthy for me. I get so excited. So they have that. And then on the back, we would have recipes. Like how could you, what are some things that you could do with that? So now we're bringing it into the families. And it was just this really fun, but like the kids had so much fun with it. The moms would be, would be like, oh my God, my kids, my kids wanted, it ate every color of the rainbow just so that they could fill in the graph before they went to school. Like, you know, they, nice. just were like, they were, you know, and it was like, it was just this crazy experience for me to be like, to go from people saying to me, good luck. We've tried it before. It's not going to work. No one cares. Like people literally have said to me, no one cares about nutrition. And I was like, I just, I, 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 I didn't understand. I was like, that just doesn't even make sense. Right. Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, it's just not true. (laughs) I I disagree with you. (laughs) So, so this program, and we're going to talk a little bit more about what happened, but this program is packaged up. So if, if a mom or a dad or a PTA wanted to pick it up and run with it, it's packaged up and they can do that no matter where they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm here and I can help them through. Uh-huh. It's like, I, you know, the school closed. So it's been a while since I've picked it up. But and I kind of feel like because of the times, there were things that probably would need to be altered. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of program where you where you pick and choose whatever you want and, and you make it whatever you want. To me, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I, we did what worked for us, you know, and then you do what works for you. It started out small and it grew every year. Every year we would add more things onto it, including a garden, which, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about that yet, but, you know, but every year we added to it. So I feel like sometimes when I, because the, the program went into four other schools, went into three other schools in this district. Wait, wow. at, at the time there were seven elementary schools. I think two didn't do it. Five of us did it. Yeah. So five of us did the program. Yeah. And then someone had a cousin in Maryland and she did it also in her school. Well, there you go. So yeah, yeah. So 100% it is, it's doable in other schools. And, you know, you have to go by what's the, you know, is the principal, you know, on board and that's kind of a big deal. 
you know, is the PTA on board? I mean, to me, I couldn't have done this program without the PTA. It was, right. you know, but I feel like if I did it, it's doable, you know, like <laughs> I, I'm no different than, than any other mom, exactly. you know, I'm really not. Yeah. And, and it got done because you said so. That is one of the, <laughs> really, that's one of the key pieces that I like to teach. Things happen in the world because somebody yeah. says so. Somebody yeah. says this will happen. That's how yeah. we create change. Yeah. I just, I just, I had an idea. Like it really, and it blows my mind that I literally stood up at a PTA meeting. I said, I have an idea. And my friends remember that. I can't tell you how many women were at that meeting and they come up to me. They go, I remember when wow. you said, I have an idea, idea. There you go. <laughs> and they saw what it turned into. There you go. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in a little while, but I don't want to, I don't want to skip over what you're doing now. Uh, you're working on a farm and taking a permaculture course, right? Yeah. And so yeah. define for me what permaculture is for you. <laughs> oh, I love how you said what permaculture is for you, because I feel like the definition of permaculture is definitely personal thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it I yes, it really is. So for me, my my so far, I'm only four months into my class, but so far my my personal understanding of it is that I feel like all of these years that I have I own a home and I have my own property and I, I've always done organic landscaping, but it's always been somebody else has been taking care of my land. Mm -hmm. And it's still the lawnmower and the leaf blower and the, you know, and, and all that stuff and, and a disconnect from right. my land. Mm -hmm. And for me, what, what I'm finding, what I'm noticing is that how I have thought of landscaping before was that we have to control it. We have to get those mm. weeds out and we have to put these pretty things in and we have to constantly be controlling what the landscape is supposed to look like. And I'm finding that permaculture is that nature has a plan already nature nature works nature has its cycles and it has a plan and me conforming more to that Yay. as opposed to me trying to mold my lands to be what i want it to be yeah. it's kind of like mother nature already had a plan and now what i'm learning how to do is fit into her plan wow is, so, is that good? Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I like to say uh, okay. I like to say permaculture is the art and science of working with Mother Nature. Ooh, okay. So it's along the same lines of that. You know, na uh -huh. nature has a plan. So how do we observe? I'm getting chills as you're saying this. How do we observe <laughs> it and then work in the flow of nature rather than yeah. against nature? We human beings think we know how to do it better than nature. Nature's yeah. laughing. We think we know how to do everything better, better. and it's just, that's our ego, the yeah. ego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tell me about the farm you're working on. Okay, so I volunteer on a farm. It's called Restoration Farm. We have, I live on Long Island in New York, uh -huh. and there's a place called Old Bethpage Village Restoration where they got all of these colonial homes and they all like 18th century homes, and they put them all in this one place to make this village for, you know, wow. for people to come and to visit and to see what life used to be like. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's also like another aspect of per permaculture, going back to, you know, having this connection between us and the land. So Nassau County had six acres of land and they were like, you know what, let's let people have, you know, make it into a farm. And this husband and wife, they bought it. 
they, they, they didn't buy it. I'm sorry. They, they, they leased it or however it is. Yeah. And they've been there for 15 years. And that was the farm that I was on with my son. I volunteered on that farm years ago uh -huh. when my son was young and my kids were young. And they're the ones who helped me and guided me in building the garden in my kids' school. And so now I came back to it. And it's amazing to see how, you know, every year you, you're always like, you know, changing things and, and, and making things better. And, and how can this work? And so I saw a difference. I think it was eight years in between me being right. there in the beginning and how it's evolved over the eight years. And they now have 85 chickens and I've been helping them out with the chickens oh, and I help nice. them out with whatever, yeah. uh, you know, like I've helped them out with big plantings of onions and potatoes, or I've helped her plant seeds like, you know, over the winter when to put it in the greenhouse, you know, I'll do whatever she asks. They're restorationfarm.com, and it looks like Carolyn and Daniel are running it. This looks like yeah, a really yeah. cool and, farm. And I remember her being pregnant, and her kids now are like 12 and 10, you know, so they grew up there. And yeah. it's, yeah, beautiful farm. Wow. So beautiful. And you, I can tell you're lit up about working there. <laughs> uh, it's, the energy there is so amazing. And what I want to say about this farm and my Eating the Rainbow program mm -hmm. is if you build it, they will come. So before my program, mm -hmm. I felt very isolated and I felt like I, I kind of didn't like belong, you know, and, and like kind of suburbia. I, I, and I couldn't explain and I couldn't put my finger on it. But when I'm at the farm, I feel at home. And sometimes being on a farm is doesn't kind of go along with suburban, mm -hmm. you know, way of living. But when I created the program and I built the garden at the school, I felt like all these other mommies who had this same philosophy all kind of like, you know, emerged as well. So the program started out with just the four of us moms. And after the fourth year of us doing it, we had 36 volunteers. Wow. And anybody who's listening who's in the PTA knows That's how huge. hard it is to yeah. get volunteers. And they came to us. Their kids told them, you have to do this program. You have to help. And it really introduced me to a lot of women who were like-minded. And, and that's where, like, I found my niche, you know, was I built it. And then they all came and it was really awesome. And that's what Caroline and Dan did with their farm is yeah. they built this farm and people mm -hmm. from all over Long Island, all like-minded, you know, all caring about what their food is and how it grows and where it comes from is they built this community. It's so beautiful. It just really, you know, and that's what I love about farming and gardening is the sense of community yeah, and the people time. who aren't, well, who would attract. When you have a party, where do people end up? Usually in the kitchen. Oh, in the, the kitchen. Food, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the same thing. We're having a party <laughs> called true. Grow Your Own Food. And yeah. people, are, people are swarming. How awesome is that? So we're going to talk a little bit about more uh, a little bit more about your programs, but I want to shift here and I'm going to want you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure and what you might've learned from it. Yeah. So that's a really great question. So for me, I feel like, I don't know that it, I would use the word fail. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, it was just a really low, low point mm. in, in my life. When the school closed, our school closed for budget reasons. Two mm -hmm. out of the seven schools had to close. The population was declining and they, they had to close schools. And ours was one of them. And I just, I was devastated because this program I felt was my purpose mm -hmm. in life. I was like, I'm leaving a legacy for these children and for the community. 
And I, I was so crushed. And I'm going to skip to what I learned first is because I feel what, what I personally learned from that whole experience is what I can do. I couldn't believe like what, what I accomplished was I didn't know I could do that. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't. I know myself because I remember when I was looking for a job to become a teacher and I got a teacher, I'm very determined. You know, when I want something, I go for it and I get it. You know, I thought, well, whatever, however I can get, I'm going to get it. And if I'm not going after it, then that's something inside me saying that maybe it's not something that's really for me. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so, so this program really, really moved me to see what I can, what that, that I can accomplish great things. And to be honest, that's exciting and scary at the same time, (laughs) you know, well, I'm sure it was um, exciting and scary (laughs) standing up at that PTA meeting. Yes, it was. And it took me a long, it took me a very long time to get out of it. But I think the biggest thing that I learned out of my whole experience was that, okay, this is life. You know, mm-hmm. life doesn't always go your way. And this is what you thought, but it's not what happened. And somehow you're going to have to pick yourself up from this. And it, it, it took a while, but look what I accomplished. Yeah. Um, and if I did it then, then I can do it again. Amen. And what do you consider your biggest success? <laughs> so I'm going to, there are two answers that one, my biggest success, I would say, you know, out in the world is this program. And then my other biggest success, I would say, are my children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am very proud of my children. I can tell. And what drives you? When I feel like I'm, I'm helping somebody, when I'm making a difference in, in someone's life, like when, if like as a teacher, when I would see the light bulb going on over my kid's head Mm -hmm. in the community, when I was doing the program and I shifted the way somebody looked at the way that they ate, you know, and that did happen. I had naysayers, diehard naysayers. And then a few years later coming up to me be like, I grow things myself. I'm (laughs) juicing. I'm really into nutrition, you know, like it's, it's crazy. But in the program, when I was in the school with the children mm-hmm. and they were so excited, it's like it's it like fed my soul yeah. to just be around that. So I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> Thank you. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Well, I'm going to tell you a book that I'm reading now and it is changing my world. I have to tell you, it so, is called. I was going to stop you before that. Before you go there, I absolutely want to hear that. And one of the things that I love is this is a book that you're reading now. Yeah. Which means you are continually growing, which I love that growing and learning. So go. Okay. (laughs) That that drives me growing and learning. (laughs) Exactly. I need to always be doing it 100%. So the book that I'm reading now is called Becoming Supernatural. It's by Dr. Joseph Dispenza. Um, I've been reading it for months. It's Mm -hmm. one of these books where I read a little bit. Then I have to sit, meditate, hang out with it, absorb it. And then when I'm ready, I pick it up a little more. It's really intense. And it, I'm here. I am convinced I am here talking to you because of this book, because it is about shifting. It is about shifting how you think about yourself. And shifting your whole entire world into you being who you're. To me, I I call it my truth, living my truth and Uh being my true self. And I feel like I'm being more in aligned with the universe. 
but the universe has more like, you know, in store for me yeah. as opposed to me being like, this is what I want. So, you know, so, I, so earlier we talked about going with permaculture is a gl- going with the flow with nature. Yeah. This is the same thing, right? It 100% is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm getting chills all the way down to my toes. Say more about that. <laughs> about what? About going with the flow of your projects. Oh, yeah. So that's, this is where I feel like is going on in my life. Like I feel such a connection to the universe. Like I feel, and then another thing that I feel that I'm doing, which is in this book is I feel like I'm surrendering. That's like a huge thing Mm -hmm. is, and that's like a, you know, like surrendering control, so much control over like, I have to be in control of everything. I'm realizing I really don't have control over anything. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's really freeing. Right. It is freeing. And I was, when things come up to me that I'm like, oh my God, I feel so overwhelmed about like I, because of my permaculture class, I traveled to Costa Rica because of COVID. There were so many hurdles I had to get through. Oh, mm-hmm. It was so overwhelming. I was freaking out. I don't know if I was making the right decision. And I just was like, you know what? Let it go. Don't try and control what's going on. Just let it go. You will handle each thing as it comes up to you and solutions will come up. And that is exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened. I didn't know if I wanted to go. And then my friend goes to me, oh my God, I want to go. And I was like, really? <laughs> so then I had someone to go with. Like, it just, nice. I can't, like, there's so much more to that story, but I'm just saying that it's like, I just feel like, yes, I feel like there is this flow. And, uh, and yes. if you go with it, it's like, there's this freedom that's inside of you mm-hmm. and like this ease. And I feel like people with dis-ease, you know, like people who like feel they're unhappy, they're not living their their truths are not living their path mm-hmm. they're living somebody else's life then then you're not happy yeah. and it's like letting go of all of this stuff and just figuring out who you are and following your path and and just going with it wow and one final piece of advice for our listeners so i'm gonna say what's been working for me is say yes however scary it is mm-hmm. i said yes mm-hmm. to this podcast i was so scared I've been saying yes to things. It's been scaring me like there's no tomorrow. Uh But you know what? It opens doors. And then those doors open other doors. And it just is like, uh, this is such a nice experience. And I wouldn't have had it if I didn't say yes. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. yes. Excellent. Say yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Sharon. (laughs) Am I supposed to say something? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Say yes. And how can people (laughs) contact you? So I I do have a website for the program. It's called eatingtherainbow.org. And go there. I guess I guess start start there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash eat the rainbow. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams. One of the first things that many of us learn when we start to garden is how to water and fertilize the soil. 
But there is an exception to this rule and it's called foliar feeding. You should foliar feed or water the leaves of your plant with liquid fertilizer when you want certain nutrients to be absorbed better. Not only are the leaves great at uptaking liquid fertilizer, if your soil isn't very good or your pH is off, foliar feeding can help your veggies and fruit trees quickly get the nutrients they need to thrive. If you're ready to start foliar feeding for maximum growth yields and quality, head on over to urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves to see our selection of foliar feeding products. That's urbanfarm.org forward slash feed the leaves.